slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us. Lots to get to on today's show, and especially the Islanders 4-0 win over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. And this was a great get-well game for the Isles. We'll break it all down for you. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. So, the Islanders get the 4 nothing win over the Rangers. And I'll tell you, this was a great get-well game for the Islanders in a lot of ways. And we'll break down so many of them. The fine play of Simeon Varlamov, the fact that the team played Islanders-style hockey, got off to the fast start, and then held the lead. There really was a lot to like about this game, and we'll break it all down. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and of course, we're going to look ahead to Saturday's game against the Rangers, uh, which, if the Islanders win it in regulation, they will clinch a playoff berth. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, uh, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. My handle is at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and... I'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I'm also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, so if you're looking for instant insight and analysis, please follow, and also, hey, you want to talk about something during the game, feel free to to uh, text or uh, to hit me up on Twitter, and it's always great to speak to uh, Islander fans during games, and really at any time. So... The 4 nothing win over the Rangers, I'll tell you, before we even get started with the actual game analysis, you know, yesterday, briefly, I, I mentioned, hey, you know, too soon to panic. I gave three quick reasons why it was too soon to panic for the New York Islanders. And yet, you know, obviously there were concerns. And one of the reasons I gave, for not needing to panic, was that you have a coach in Barry Trotz who is, you know, a future Hall of Famer, uh, who has won a Stanley Cup, who is one of the winningest coaches in NHL history, and you had to figure that a guy like Barry Trotz was going to figure out what this team needed to get back on track. And the old cliche in sports is, what do you do when you're struggling? You go back to basics. You do the things that you do well that that got you this far. 
So what did the Islanders do? What did Barry Trotz do? First, he goes back to his starting goalie in Simeon Varlamov. Varlamov plays very, very well, ends up making 25 saves, gets his sixth shutout. That leads the NHL this season. So that in and of itself, uh, a very good move right there. Then what does he do? Well, first of all, he puts Noah Dobson back into the lineup, takes Braden Coburn, and sits him. He sits Michael Dalcole and Travis Zajac, both of whom have been struggling, and goes back to Oliver Wallstrom and Uncle Leo. And what happens in this game? Well, you get a whole lot of players getting well because these moves were made. And and look, he made one other move that I think made a lot of sense. He went back to basics. He stuck with the lines that are long established on this team, more or less. So Uncle Leo back on that top line with Barzal and Eberle. And lo and behold, Uncle Leo gets his first goal of the year. Matt Barzal ends a 12-game goalless drought by getting an empty net goal in the third period, and that had to feel good. The second line, once again, was, you know, Anthony Bavillier, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, and that line did very well. Bo with a goal. You have the energy, uh, the identity line, obviously, together, and then you put Wallstrom, Palmieri, and... Pajot as your third line, again, sticking to the basics of what got you here as much as possible and getting that job done. So it, it worked. All of these lines more or less clicked. And more importantly, what did the Islanders do? They got back to basic Islanders hockey, and that is critical. The goal by Uncle Leo, that was his first, gets the monkey off his back six and a half minutes into the game. And the Islanders then went out and did what they're supposed to do because the Islanders are a team, when they score first, we all know how effective they've been all season. This is a team that is meant to play with a lead. You're up one nothing. you're up 2 nothing, and it is very hard for teams to beat the Islanders' forecheck, to get speed through the neutral zone, all of a sudden, the system all falls into place, and the Islanders are playing Islanders hockey once again, and that was really refreshing. Who else gets a goal in this game? Oliver Wallstrom, who had gone about, what, 10, 11 games uh, without scoring a goal in between the games that he was scratched. You know, everybody in this game, who scored a goal, kind of needed it, and it felt very, very good. Uncle Leo, his first goal of the year. Oliver Wallstrom, his first goal in a while. It's a power play goal. Uh, Anthony Bavillier needed a goal, got a goal. Matt Barzal, even though it was an empty netter, you could see after he scored the goal that his confidence level was once again higher and Simeon Varlamov, who was supposedly sore and missed Tuesday's game as a result, he looked uh, healthy, 
and on top of his game, and the Islanders just did what they do best. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a full preview of Saturday's game at the Coliseum against the Rangers. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, this episode is brought to you by 1010. It's a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, and they're rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. They're ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, and they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. So in addition to the players that I mentioned getting off the schneid and playing well and getting goals that they hadn't had, and the idea that Barry Trotz went back to basics, there was something else that I think was vital for the New York Islanders uh, last night. And that was, for the first time in a while, uh, the Islanders played a solid offensive game. Not outstanding, but good enough. And defensively, they back-checked. The forwards back-checked. They didn't turn the puck over in their own zone. They played effective team defense. And, you know, one thing about the Rangers, the Rangers are built as a fast dangerous offensive team. Their defense is a little more suspect, but you know that the Island, uh, that the Rangers are a team that uses speed and fast moving of the puck and passes well, has a great power play and creates all kinds of chances that way. Well, they didn't have any opportunities or not too many opportunities to pick up speed through the neutral zone and really get uh, momentum with the puck heading into the Islander zone. And you look at Artemi Panarin, probably the most dangerous player on the New York Rangers. Minus two in this game, no shots on goal. Pavel Buchnevich, minus one, no shots on goal. Uh, You take those two players and prevent them from even getting shots at your goalie, you do that, you're setting yourself up to succeed. So, basically, for the New York Islanders, this was uh, good execution in an area that they have been lacking good execution in for only, you know, the last eight or ten days. And, you know, as far as the decision to sit Travis Zajac, I I think that that may very well be what Zajac's role is. He may be 
you know, the first or second guy off the bench. He may be the number one black ace, but I don't necessarily know if he has a role game in and game out on this team going forward. It's something we have to look at and something we have to see, but overall, the Islanders very effective. And then the other thing that we saw in this game that was, uh, to me, important, the defensemen for the Islanders, again, getting involved in the play. And they didn't make mistakes. They knew when to step up and when to come back and, and when to pinch and when not. And you, you didn't see very many odd man rushes again for the Rangers. So Scott Mayfield had two primary assists in this game. That was outstanding and played well. He was a plus two. Nick Letty, one assist and a plus two as well. And and Letty, again, uh, to me, one of the more overlooked players on this Islanders roster who consistently gets uh, involved in the offense and helps get the team going and really doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. Adam Pellick leading all Islander defensemen with four shots on goal and again playing a strong all-around game and, and overall you had to be pleased with what the Islanders did. So, again, this is the kind of game where the team really got well and got well in a hurry, and they needed it. They really, really needed it. So, the magic number of points is now four to clinch a playoff spot. And if the Islanders can beat the Rangers in regulation on Saturday, they will clinch one of the four playoff spots in the East Division. And then they have to start, you know, thinking about where they are going to be seeded. And that is going to be critical. But the Islanders now have played 50 games. They are 30, 15, and 5. And just four points behind the Washington Capitals in the race for first place. They can still do it especially because out of their six remaining games, five of them are against teams that, as of right now, will not make the playoffs. So that will give the Islanders a chance to get a little confidence back, a little momentum back if they play to the best of their abilities. And this really was a good performance, the kind of performance they haven't had since the last time they played the Rangers when they beat them handily. So... You know, maybe it's good that they're playing the Rangers again Saturday, even though with the rivalry, it is always a difficult matchup playing the New York Rangers. And overall, you know, kudos also to Simeon Varlamov, because Varley really played well. And the Islanders are getting very, very good goaltending from both Varlamov and Sorokin. And when you do that, you have a chance to win any time you play, you know, anytime you hit the ice against almost any opponent, and that in and of itself is a big, big plus for the New York Islanders. All right, when we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very, very popular Islander from the uh, early 1990s, and we also will preview Saturday's game against the New York Rangers. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, both with nuts and nut free. And just listen to some of these flavors. Cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, all of them covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. But even though they taste like a candy bar, Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber and they're perfect for the keto diet. Let's look at the cookies and cream flavor. It's my favorite. 17 grams of protein in every bar, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in the home stretch drive for the playoffs, and Major League Baseball is in full swing. And look, Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So, just for being a listener to, to the Locked On Islanders podcast, you can get a 50% welcome bonus. You put $100 into your account on the first deposit. They'll give you $50 to bet with absolutely free. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this is a great one. Happy 53rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Rich Pilon. Pilon drafted by the Isles in the seventh round back in 1986. He was the 143rd pick after a solid career with the Prince Albert Raiders of the Western Hockey League. The native of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, joined the Islanders in 1988-89 and stayed with the team all the way through the end of the 1999-2000 season, or at least the beginning of that season when he was uh, let go and joined the Rangers for two seasons before finishing out his career in 2001-2002 with the St. Louis Blues. In 631 career NHL games, Rich Pilon scored eight goals, had 77 points, but accumulated 1,745 penalty minutes, including 242 in his rookie year and a career-high 291 penalty minutes in 1997-98. Pilon, a solid defensive defenseman, who took no garbage from anybody and was uh, great at defending his teammates and a physical presence all over the ice. Also a big part of the 1993 Islanders playoff run where he played in 15 games and picked up 50 penalty minutes. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders' Rich Pilon, February 23rd. 1997 at the Nassau Coliseum Islanders wearing the fisherman jerseys 
And their opponent on that night, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Patrick Laleem, the goalie for the Pens that night, while Tommy Salo was in between the pipes for the New York Islanders. And in the first period, it was Rich Pilon getting the Islanders on the board. His first of the year, Kenny Janssen and Todd Bertuzzi with the assist at 6-11, nothing Islanders. Later on in the period, however, Marty McGinnis gets a power play goal with Gary Valk off for cross-checking. His 17th, Nicholas Anderson and Ziggy Palfi with the assist at 17-19. After one period, it's 2-0 Islanders. In the second period, the Islanders extend their lead. Nicholas Anderson, his eighth from Kenny Johnson and Ziggy Palfi at 9.52. But the Penguins get back into it on a goal by Greg Johnson, his eighth. On the power play, Mario Lemieux and Frederick Olison with the helpers at 13.54. In the third, the Islanders on the power play. And Travis Green closes out the scoring with his 16th. Brian Berard and Ziggy Palfi, the helpers at 9.40. The Islanders skate away with a 4-1 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And in case you were wondering, yes, Rich Pilon, in addition to the goal, he dropped the gloves with Dave Roche of the Penguins midway through the first period. So no assist keeping him from the Gordie Howe hat trick, but a goal and a fight for Rich Pilon in this one as the Islanders skate away with the 4-1 win. Three assists for Ziggy Palfi in this one, two assists for Kenny Janssen, but overall, Rich Pilon with uh, one goal on three shots on goal, and Palfi, by the way, nine shots on goal uh, for the Islanders to lead them. Tommy Salo, 27 saves and 28 shots to earn the victory. So I, I had the uh, privilege of speaking to Rich Pilon uh for my book, Ice Wars, he was a very nice guy, great to talk to, and uh, had a lot of good stories about his time uh, in that Islanders-Rangers rivalry. So, uh, you know, happy birthday to Rich Pilon, his 53rd, and many, many happy more. Meanwhile, a rematch coming up with the Rangers on Saturday. Again, a chance possibly for the Islanders to clinch a playoff berth and... They've got to do more or less what they did last night. Stay out of the penalty box. Play smart defensive hockey. If you get that lead early, it certainly helps. I think we may see Georgiev in goal for the Rangers. Uh, under the circumstances, he's played very well historically against the Isles. And... Uh, while I don't blame Shesterkin for uh, the loss if from a Rangers perspective, I do get the feeling that they may change up and go to Georgiev. Right now, the line combinations for the Rangers, Zabinijad centering Lafreniere and Buchnevich on the top line, Ryan Strom, Artemi Panarin, and Colin Blackwell on the second trio, uh, Philip Cheadle, Vitaly Kravtsov and Capo Caco are the third line, and Kevin Rooney centers the fourth line with Phil DiGiuseppe and Vitaly Kravtsov uh, on his wings. Defensively, Libor Hayek and Adam Fox are the top pairing, and Fox, I tell you, the Islanders did a good job of limiting his effectiveness last night. Brandon Smith and Keandre Miller are the second pairing, Ryan Lindgren and Zach Jones the third pairing. We talked 
uh, about the goaltending, Shesterkin or Georgiev. I think we'll see Georgiev, but it depends on uh, the decision that the Rangers make. Jack Johnson still on the IR for the Rangers. Jacob Truba, Chris Kreider listed as day-to-day. Check back to see if they are ready to go on Saturday. But for the New York Islanders, a big win, a big relief. And I think the key is this. Let's see how these players, the Wallstroms, the Barzals, the Kamarovs, how do they respond to getting off the schneid and, and getting back on track and being able to possibly get some more confidence and get some more momentum as they head into the stretch drive. So the Islanders now 30-15-5, and and uh, again, uh, a big game coming up, a chance to clinch a playoff berth against the New York Rangers. Hey, it's always great to clinch a playoff berth. It's even better to do it against your biggest rival and to eliminate or come close to eliminating the Rangers from the playoffs themselves. After the Saturday game at home against the Rangers, two games on the road Monday and Tuesday uh, against Buffalo, then two games at home May 6th and 8th against the Devils, and then they close the season out May 10th in Boston, and who knows, it could be, uh, uh, you know, playoff seeding, maybe home ice advantage on the line in that game, so uh, lots of season, well, not lots of season, but important games left, and uh, this will be a fight to the finish for the New York Islanders. Islander fans, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back Monday with uh, a full analysis of the game against the Rangers on Saturday and a look ahead to the next two important games against Buffalo. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.